Psalm 1. We are going to be looking at Psalm 1 tonight. It's a short little psalm, just six verses. We'll read through it and then we'll talk about it a little bit. It's good to see a good crowd tonight, a bunch of pews filled and some good smiling faces. Hope everybody's had a good week, enjoying this good winter snap we had. I'm liking this cold weather. I don't know about you guys. I see a, I see a lot more no's than I see yeses, but I, I like it. I love, love it cold like this. So. But we thank God for giving us some weather, hot, cold, either way. We're just happy to be here. All right, let's read through Psalm 1, and then we'll pray, and we'll get started. How happy is the man who does not follow the advice of the wicked, or take the path of sinners, or join a group of mockers. Instead, his delight is in the Lord's instruction, and he meditates on it day and night. He is like a tree planted beside streams of water that bears its fruit in season, and whose leaf does not wither. Whatever he does prospers. The wicked are not like this. Instead, they are like chaff that the wind blows away. Therefore, the wicked will not survive the judgment, and sinners will not be in the community of the righteous. For the Lord watches over the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked leads to ruin. Let's pray. God, we come to you, and I thank you for this, this, this few verses tonight, and I pray that you help us to get something out of it. Help us to see that, that, that distinction, that difference between God living righteously and living wickedly, dear Lord. We are tempted every day with, with choices that we have to make. Are we going to make the, the right decision? Are we going to make the wrong decision, dear Lord? But help us to realize that when we stick by you, when, we're, when we live a righteous life, God, that you give us everything we need. You provide for us. You help us to grow and just flourish in you, dear Lord. And when we, when we do wicked, when we make wrong choices, sinful choices, dear Lord, it, it gets us in trouble. So, God, I pray that you'd help us just to, just to get that from your word tonight. Let your Holy Spirit just speak to us. In Jesus' name I pray it. Amen. Amen. I don't know about you guys, but I like there are some movies that I just like that I can watch a million times over. I've seen them a million times and I can watch them a million times. The first one that comes to mind for me, the first thing I thought about, oddly enough, I don't know why I thought about this when I read verse 1, was Back to the Future. I had seen Back to the Future 1, 2, and 3 probably a hundred times each. I kid you not. And if I'm flipping through and they're on and Michelle's not around, I'm going to watch them. I'm like a, like a moth to a flame. I just have to watch. I don't know what it is about it. And when I read verse 1, it reminded me of, of Back to the Future. There's a character in Back to the Future named Douglas J. Needles. And Douglas J. Needles is kind of a rough guy. He's got spiked up hair. He's wearing leather and tattoos and spikes. And, and he's kind of a rough guy. And you got Michael J. Fox. He's kind of this cool guy. And, and Needles is always kind of picking at Michael J. Fox. He's giving him a hard time no matter what time period they're in. And in Back to the Future Part 2, spoiler, if you hadn't seen it, well, too bad. But go watch it. Uh, in Back to the Future Part 2, you, you see that the main character, Marty McFly, is in the future. And this character, Needles, is in one of these situations where he's trying to convince him to do wrong. He's trying to get him to do wicked. He's giving him advice. Come on, do this. It'll be okay. There'll be no problems. Everything will be fine. Just, just do what I'm telling you to do. And sure enough, Michael J. Fox, he listens to that wicked advice. And it leads to hard times. But what Michael J. Fox has the, has the privilege of that you and I doesn't have the privilege of is he sees something in the future that's going to... He sees his future and he sees a choice that he made in the past that completely ruined his life. 
And at the end of the movie, when he goes back to, to current times, he takes that wisdom that he had gained and he makes the right choice, which leads to a much better life. Now, you and I, we don't have the privilege of, of knowing exactly what all of our choices are going to be like. We don't know exactly how our life is going to turn out. But what happened to Michael J. Fox is really the same thing that will happen to us, and that is if we make bad, cho bad choices, bad decisions, and we allow wicked people and allow bad advice to, to kind of lead us into what to do, then rest assured we are going to have to live with those consequences. And while we may not know the exact consequences of the choices that we make, we can know by what the Bible says that when we make good choices, when we choose to live righteously for the Lord, then the results of that are almost always going to be good. God is going to take care of us. And when we make bad choices and we do what is wicked, then we're setting ourselves up for trouble. And that's kind of what this psalm is talking about. It's making that separation. It's making that distinction between the righteous and the wicked. How many times are we faced with this problem that we see here at the beginning of Psalm chapter 1, where it says, How happy is the man who does not follow the advice of the wicked or take the path of sinners or join a group of mockers. Has anybody ever, ever took some bad advice before or given in to somebody who was leading you down a wrong road? And probably after it happened, you probably weren't very happy. The Bible says that happy is the man who does not make that decision. Happy is the man who sees that, all right, I've got a choice to make. I can either go this wicked route or I can go this good route. And boy, when you choose the good route and you choose not to give in to that wickedness and you see that everything begins to work out for the good and you see what's happening to other people because they made that wrong choice, it makes you happy, not that they're suffering because they made a bad choice, but it makes you happy to say, boy, I'm glad I chose the righteous path and not the wicked path. Instead, his delight, that is the one who doesn't choose to listen to wickedness, but chooses to listen to what is right. Instead, his delight is in the Lord's instruction, and he meditates on it day and night. There is a lot of delight, or should be for, for those of us who are in Christ, when we spend time in the Lord. For me, at least, it is a delightful thing when I can take a few minutes and just read God's Word and kind of pray to the Lord and just... Just kind of meditate on Him. Just kind of be there in quiet. Just be still and know that, that He is God. There is a, a certain delight that comes from that. And that can only come from the Lord. And, and, and I would hope that most of you have experienced that. You know what I'm talking about. But if you haven't experienced that, the only place you're going to find that delight, that comfort, that peace is in the Lord. It goes on to say that when we, are, when we are in the delight of the Lord and when we are, are in, in, uh, meditating on the Lord day and night, it says in verse 3, He is like a tree planted beside the streams of water that bears its fruit in season and whose leaf does not wither. Whatever he does prospers. That's a good illustration. You, you, you can imagine what a tree would be like that's, that's out in the desert, that's not getting much water. It's not going to flourish. It's not going to grow. It may barely hang on for life. But this verse says that those of us who are in Christ are like a tree that's planted right beside the stream, right beside the water. That is, we get all the nutrients we need. We have everything that we need to grow and to flourish and to produce fruit. 
And that's what it's like for us as Christians. When we spend that time to meditate on the Lord and we spend time seeking Him and praying Him, it's like being a tree planted right beside a stream. We're getting all the nutrients we need. We're getting everything we need to make it through those droughts of life. When all these other things may be going on, we can go to that source of living water that is the Lord, and He can help us to continue to produce the fruit that He wants us to produce. And that's a, that's a beautiful illustration to think about that God will keep us and sustain us and help us to continue to grow and produce fruit when we seek Him and do righteous. Verse 4, we get kind of a contrast here. It says, The wicked are not like this. Instead, they are like chaff that the wind blows away. Therefore, the wicked will not survive the judgment, and sinners will not be in the community of the righteous. Well, that's a pretty strong verse. It says that the wicked are like chaff. That is, that stuff that's separated from the, from the wheat or from the corn, the husk, the things that really are useless, that are, that are not worth anything. They just kind of get blown away and nobody misses them. The good is separated from the bad. And that's how it's going to be for all of us. When we stand before the Lord in judgment, the good are going to be separated from the bad. And for those of us who have placed our trust in Jesus Christ, we are going to be like that tree in the stream and we are going to flourish. But for those of us, if you haven't put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ, you're going to be like a chaff that's blown in the wind that's of no, no value. And these two will be completely separated. That's, that's reassuring for us in a sense as Christians to know that we'll be with the Lord and that we'll be separated from all the sin and all the evil and all the bad. We're happy that we won't have to live with that for all of eternity. But then it's also kind of sad because we all know somebody that hasn't trusted in Jesus Christ. And we don't want to see them get separated. We want them to come to Jesus Christ so that they can be with us. We don't want to see them face that horrible judgment. But the truth of the matter is, is that there is coming a day when we all have to stand before the Lord. And we need to be aware of that. And that needs to be in our mind. And that should in some ways, drive us to make sure that we tell our loved ones, that we tell those that we have come in contact with, that we have the opportunity to minister to and say, hey, look, God loves you. We don't have to go up to them and say, hey, look, you're going to get separated like chaff. You're going to burn in hell. That's probably not the best approach. But what we do need to do is we need to let people know that Jesus loves them. Sure, is it true that if they don't accept Jesus Christ, they're going to be separated forever? Sure, that's true. But we don't want to win people over by condemning them. We want to win people over by saying, look, God loves you. Let me tell you what Jesus did for you. And that could make all the difference. Because we want as many people that we can get to be separated out with those of us who are in Christ. We want as many people as we can get to go to the stream. Because there's people who are struggling. They're walking in these spiritual deserts of life. And they're just, they're just thirsty. They're, they're looking for water. They're trying to find water in everything they can, spiritually speaking. They're trying to find all these ways to be fulfilled. But we as Christians know that, boy, when we come to the, to the Lord, that's what fulfills us. We're like a tree planted right there by the stream. And we're not the stream. But we want to tell other people where the stream is. We can't save people, but we can say, hey, look, I want to tell you where the stream is. I'm not capable of giving you that living life, but Jesus is, and I want to tell you about Jesus so that you can be fulfilled. Verse 6, For the Lord watches over the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked leads to ruin. Again, it makes me think about what we talked about kind of early on. Our, our good choices, God is going to, going to bless those. When we choose to, to make the right choice and live righteously for the Lord, then 
things are probably going to work out a lot better than if we choose to do wicked. We can't see our future like Michael J. Fox. We can't get in the DeLorean and go 88 miles an hour. As cool as that may be, we can't do it. But we can learn from our past. We can learn from maybe some of the decisions we made that we realized weren't the best decisions in the world. Well, they were just bad. I'm trying to make it sound better than it is. Not only were they not the worst, they were sometimes we just made bad decisions. And we can't, we can't see what our future is going to be, but we're in control of our future to some extent. Don't misunderstand what I'm saying. But by the choices we make, we can kind of guide our future as to whether or not we're going to live for the Lord or whether or not we're going to live for the world. So let us make good choices. Let us learn from our past mistakes. Let us, as Christians, let us say, I'm going to set up camp right here by the stream. I'm going to meditate on the Lord, and I'm going to seek to do righteousness and not wickedness. Let's pray. Father God, we come to you tonight, and thank you for this good psalm, and I pray that you would help us just to, just to come to you, dear Lord, and to, to, to get rejuvenated. Maybe some of us, God, or in this place, maybe there are some that's never accepted Jesus as their Lord and Savior. I pray that tonight that they would just do that, that they would acknowledge their sinfulness, that they would ask Jesus to come into their heart, that they would just ask you to forgive them, dear Lord, be their Lord and Savior. God, maybe there are some of us as Christians, and dear Lord, we got a direct source to you, but we're, we're kind of living in a spiritual desert. Our, we've, we've taken our spiritual tree, God, and we've plopped it down right in the middle of the desert, and we're... We're struggling because of it, but help us to reroute ourselves, dear Lord. Help us to, to get back to you. Help us to, to plant ourselves by your streams, God, so that we can produce the fruit that you want us to produce. God, that we can have that love and joy and peace and patience and kindness and all those things, God, that you desire of us. Help us to seek you. Help us to make those wide choices so that we can be the happy man, dear Lord. We don't want to be those who are ashamed and miserable because we did something we shouldn't, but God, we want to be those who are happy because we have done what is righteous. So God, help us to do that. Lead us in that way. In Jesus' name I pray it. Amen.